Soundstripe. Hey everybody, this is Harriet Westmore with the More Wine and Music podcast, the podcast where we talk about the music of American history, the history of American music that is, over a glass of wine. I want to remind everybody to please, if you haven't subscribed to the uh, podcast, just hit that like and subscribe button. And also, if you will, um, join the www.morewineandmusic.com website where you will get all the information about the history of uh, American music. All right. So with that being said, let's go on to episode four. Episode four, I am going to be talking about Ma Rainey. I'm sure if um, the name Ma Rainey sounds familiar. If you watch the movie um, that was on Netflix called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom with um, guest stars Viola Davis and the late Chaswick Bozeman that came out last year. So with that movie, it kind of raised, you know, interest about uh, Ma Rainey herself. Was she a real person? And um, of course, you know, we have to realize that, you know, Hollywood takes its liberties on um, when they do um, real the life stories of of a real person. You know, some of that is um, Hollywood uh, made up and some of these stories are could be fiction or nonfiction. All right. So. Ma Rainey was well known as um, known as the mother of the blues. She was born Gertrude Pritchett on April 26th of 1886 in Columbus, Georgia, to the parents of Thomas Pritchett Sr. and Ella Allen Pritchett. Oh, by the way, before I, I forgot, I forgot to let you guys know what I'm drinking tonight. Oops, that's one of the, <laughs> that's part of the, the show, more wine and music. Um, tonight I'm just drinking, um, I'm going back to a red, I'm just drinking um, the Barefoot Red Moscato. Like I said, I, I'm a sweet wine taster, so I, I love sweet wine. So if any of you have any suggestions um, of any wines that are, you know, either sweet blend or in the middle of sweet, and dry, um, please let me know. All right, back to Ma. As I said, she was born in 1886 in Columbus, Georgia. Um, she began performing at an early age. Um, she started in church and her she must have been, you know, a pretty good singer because she started to tour with her church and and began singing at tent revivals around um, Georgia. So her church um, toured around the countryside uh, and little Gertrude 
was um, part of the singing group. At around the age of 14, she began performing in minstrel shows at the Springer Opera House in 1900 as a singer and dancer. So in 1900, she um, became um, part of the minstrel shows that were very popular back then. And she was a regular performer at the Springer Opera House. As I've um, talked about in my first episode um, about minstrels, um, they were at first mainly performed by whites who would put on blackface and create all kinds of skits and shows um, depicting um, the stereotypes of what they deemed the stereotypes of um, of blacks. But then um, later, blacks began to form their own performances. They began to uh, start their own minstrel shows. I guess they figure, hell, if if everybody gonna make fun of us, we may as well make fun of our own selves and get and get paid. So um, that that's what blacks started to do is perform uh, in their own minstrel shows. And um, Ma Rainey was part of that, uh, part of those performances. She performed in a show that's called A Bunch of Blackberries. And it was in 1904 that she met a comedy singer, William Paul Rainey. After a short um, courtship, Paul Rainey, well, pretty much saw the potential in um, Gertrude. And after, you know, a short uh, courtship, they became married and they created their own uh, comedy act, The Ma and Pa Rainey Show. And um, they started performing on the road. Now they called their... uh, as Ma and Pa Rainey, they, they called them, actually called themselves the assassinators of the blues. So that was their uh, their show name, the assassinators of the blues. And as I said, they would take their shows on the road and they began to tour throughout the South. Um, and as, as one can imagine, it was very hard and very risky as being black touring along the deep south during the Jim, um, the Jim Crow times. But I guess performers, if you were a performer, I guess, you know, nobody, you weren't really bothered because um, I guess basically you can just quote unquote tap dance your way out of a hairy situation. So I guess you weren't deemed a threat Um, during these um, shows, it was when actually Ma became became more popular um, because of her singing and dancing. Um, she had a, a knack for mesmerizing her audience, even though she wasn't, by all accounts, she wasn't a raven beauty by any stretch of the imagination. Um, she was a excellent performer. 
and Mon Paul Rainey began to travel with a band called the Rabbit Foots Minstrels, also known as the Foots, which was essentially an all black circus. So when this um, it's like the Ringling Brothers Barnum Bailey Circus, but this was an all black uh, performers like Universal Circus, kind of something like that. And every time they would come into town, um, all the black residents of that town, I mean, they would just like give a big, uh, big warm welcome to them. It's like being in a marching um, parade. The citizens would be marching up and down the streets, giving their um, warm welcome to these performers. Mom Pa Rainey, I don't know what happened. I don't, I'm not really sure how long they were married. It must not have been that long because they um, eventually divorced. Um, I kind of suspect maybe Paul was kind of getting jealous of his wife's success. Maybe she was kind of more successful than him. So that might have caused some um, problems within the marriage. Um, I, I don't know if there were any children. It's not documented whether they had children. I, I don't think they did. I don't think she ever had kids. So um, after the divorce, um, just because they were divorced, Ma still went on to perform as Ma Rainey. She even put together her own band. And all of this was done while she was still in her 20s. So she was married, divorced, a entertainer, all in her 20s. So she was very young. She accomplished a lot in just, you know, in her short years from the time she was singing um, with her church up until the time she um, was married and divorced. She, um, like I said, she performed with her own group. And it was at this time that she met uh, Bess, young Bessie Smith, who will um, later on become an influential blues singer in her own right. But Bessie Smith was basically Ma Rainey's protege. Ma Rainey kind of showed her the ropes and everything she knew as far as um, her performance. I don't think you know, they were saying people were um, doubt that, uh, as far as historians doubt that Ma um, had anything to do with uh, Bessie Smith's voice, but it was more like her performance and how she was able to capture the audience. That was what um, Ma had taught Bessie. Besides being a great performer, Ma Rainey was also a very sharp businesswoman. She was not going to let anyone, white or black, take advantage of her financially. Back in those days, most record producers or show promoters would take advantage of artists, especially black artists, because a lot of them were illiterate and they didn't understand um, contracts or couldn't read the contracts or understand what was going on. So, you know, 
many white promoters would take advantage of them, you know, basically like sharecroppers. They would take advantage of um, blacks who who didn't understand or couldn't read and write. But Ma Rainey wasn't one of those that uh, anybody couldn't um, mess with as far as take advantage of. She demanded her pay and she got what she want. For the most part, she got what she want and what she felt that she deserved. She also recorded for Paramount Records for about five years. And in those five years, she recorded about 90 records. What made her music unique was that at that time, it wasn't the type of blues that we hear or what that was playing at the time during the South, like, you know, like Charlie uh, Patton and Blind Lemon Jefferson, those types of down home, you know, weird sounding um, guitar playing. It wasn't that type of blues. Ma Rainey's music was up with the times. It was more upbeat, not that much upbeat, but it was more in the times of the, when you hear these, those old songs in the twenties, the roaring twenties. And it kind of, when you listen to it, it kind of puts me in the, the mind of, um, if anybody is familiar with the movie Color Purple. Color Purple is one of my all-time favorite movie. Um, so it, it kind of reminds me of, of, of that. If you listen to some of the songs that were performed in the 20s and even the character Suge Avery in Color Purple, reading about Ma Rainey, kind of, they had kind of similar um, personalities, except Suge was very much a, a lot uh, better looking than Ma, but, you know, the similarities of they both were performers, they would both travel around um, in the South with their own bands. They had their own band. She was the only female. She had in control of her music and her band, and that, you know, that, that was the similarity. So, you know, looking back, I, I think, um, in, in the movie Color Purple, Suge Avery was probably parroted um, after Ma Rainey. Ma Rainey's um, music um, was basically um, about sexuality and about love. And according to the Arthur William Barlow in the book, Looking Up at Down, he states her songs were quote, diverse, yet deeply rooted in day-to-day experiences of Black people from the South, unquote. In 1924, Ma formed a new band with a um, pianist um, named Thomas Dorsey, who recruited other musicians and became known as the Wildcats Jazz Band. And if anyone who knows about Thomas Dorsey, he became well-known after a little later, he became well-known in writing well um, popular gospel songs. Um, the most famous one that I, I know right off the bat, and I'm sure if anybody who's in, in, in the church also knows um, Precious Lord. 
And I, I, you know, I personally remember um, the song being sung at church. And every time I that song was very heartfelt, and um, e- even just listening to it, just you know, it, it's very, it, it hits your emotions. So that was written by Thomas Dorsey, Dorsey, which I thought it was interesting. I didn't know that he, beforehand, before he started writing gospel, he was part of uh, Ma Rainey's um, traveling band. They would um, eventually travel all the way up from from the South up to Chicago. And that's where they would um, debut and play at the Chicago's Grand Theater. Um, they would say that when she performed, Ma was like dressed to the nines. Um, she would wear she would wear this long gown that was laced with um, diamonds, necklaces, and gold. And she would have a gold teeth. Got you know some of her teeth were um, gold tooth. So anybody who's young and thought that. Um, they were wearing grills that that was the latest thing. No, Ma Rainey started that way back then. <laughs> so, but anyway, I digress. People, young people think that they bringing up something new when it was already, it was done like over 80 some years ago. She would um, open, usually open her songs when she does, when it's first performed that she opened her act with the song Moonshine Blues. The band would perform under the um, theater's owner's booking association or TOBA. That was the acronym for the theater's owner's booking association. And in 1926, Thomas Dorsey left the group, but Ma continued on and and she renamed her band, the uh, Georgia Jazz Band. It was during the time in the late 20s and into the 30s that times were changing as far as the music was concerned. Um, She went through a lot of changes as far as members of the band. I mean, there was after Thomas Dorsey left, she had other pianists that would come in, come and go. But it wasn't like it was when Thomas um, Dorsey and the um, Wildcat Jazz Band were together, and you know it, it it just started kind of declining a little bit. But nevertheless, she recorded um, songs like Black Eye Blues, Runaway Blues, and Sleep Talking Blues. And as I said, in the '30s, the circuits like the uh, Theater Owners Booking Association, they, they it started to fade away. So that uh, traveling circuit of singing and performing, it wasn't as popular as it was um, years before. And it was getting to the point that mom was, when she was performing, she would perform at places like tent, tent shows, go into town and play. You know, she wasn't playing in, theaters she started playing in like tent shows and stuff I, I don't know like, like the circus I guess like she was in the early days with the foots so 
it was getting to that point that uh, she was regulated to performing in those type of venues. In 1935, she eventually decided to just leave performing altogether and just retire. And she retired and returned back to her home in Columbus, Georgia. Even though she was retired from performing on the road, she still would um, perform. Um, she actually opened up two entertainment spots down there, which was called um, the Lyric Theater and the Air Dome. So uh, again, you know, she was pretty much ahead of her time. She was a businesswoman, even though she wasn't singing like she was before. I mean, she still was making money because she owned um, her own um, two um, entertainment businesses. So, and also she was very active in her church. You know, I, I often think, and I'm wondering, you know, when she first left at the age of 14 or, or, or you know, between 14 and 16, when she left home and start performing on the road, I'm sure her uh, roots of her church was, you know, looking down upon her as singing, you know, the, the devil's music. But I'm sure they didn't turn down her um, her monetary uh, giving um, when she retired. I'm sure um, that didn't sway them from accepting, you know, monetary donations that she gave because she was very active in the church. And I'm sure they welcomed that, um, you know, her her contribution. <clears throat> On December 22nd, 1939, Ma Rainey died from what was said as some kind of heart, once again, um, some kind of heart condition. It seemed like that, that, that's, that's, the, that's the common theme of, of these early um, blues artists. They die, when they die young, they die of some kind of heart disease or something. She was 14, I'm um, sorry, she was 54 years old. Gertrude Pridgett, aka Ma Rainey, was a performer, a businesswoman, in a time where women were fighting for equality in voting and working and just being wanting the equality of just being treated as a human, as an equal. And Ma Rainey was pretty much ahead of her time because she was all of that. She was and more. And as a Black woman at that, so she accomplished a lot. She not only paved the way for other female performers, but she paved it in her own terms. She did not sway from who she was. She did not bow down or kiss ass for anybody. She demanded what she demanded, what she fought, what she deserved, and she received it. And she was a force to be reckoned. So that was... It that is the story of Gertrude Pritchard, aka Ma Rainey. So I hope you enjoy this little bi um, biography. I like to uh, source uh, the information that I receive mostly about her was from um, biography.com. So that's basically where I got most of the information. And if you haven't seen the uh, Netflix. I don't even know if it's still on Netflix, 
But if it is, you know, you can pretty much check out this, the movie Mob Rainey's Black Bottom. Kind of give you an insight of um, how she was. But again, you know, you got to consider it. It is television. It is Hollywood. It is movies. So don't um, a lot of um, a lot of scenes, you know, are, you know, fictional, but the person was not. All right. Again, um, please visit the site www.morewineandmusic.com and um, leave your comment. And if Anyone has a suggestion of who they would like to hear as far as um, blues artists that they are interested in, in wanting to hear, please uh, leave a uh, comment in um, on the website. So thank you. Next week, I'm going to be talking about Robert Johnson. This would be interesting. Robert Johnson, the artist who legend said sold his soul to the devil in order to become one of the greatest players in the blues genre. All right. So you guys have a good night and I will talk with you soon. Bye.